Hello, this is Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, Episode 9. On this week's episode, we discuss Kool-Aid, A Man Called Ludoff, we barely touch on the Watchmen, and we explain why pi definitely does not equal 3. Here we go! Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the math podcast that has been mentioned innumerable times by me on various internet forum and comment sections. With me today, I have four other uh, intrepid combinations and permutations people. I was really hoping to come up with something there, but I got nothing. Alumni. So, alumni. Yeah, actually, we are definitely all alumni. We have all been in an episode before. Once again, we're recording with no new people. I, I guarantee that I'll find some new blood to infuse us with uh, vigor, maybe some strum and drong at some point. But we don't as of right now, so I'm going to introduce the uh, old and tired people on the podcast this week. And first up is James Lee, the uh, my comic book reading partner in one of my classes. Yeah, we just sit in the back of the class and just read comic books. <laughs> which which class is this? <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not going into specifics of the class. Uh, we never know who could be listening. Exactly. Actually, that would be amazing if he was. Oh, man, I'd be so pumped. And next up is the voice so you heard he. still sitting on the bench, hasn't been called in, Nathan Rowe. Yeah, and while, while we may be all you know part of the old group and whatever, I am still young at heart and drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah, uh, and from the... From the I don't know, the op- lack of opacity in your Kool-Aid is obvious that your uh, combination of Kool-Aid versus amount of Kool-Aid powder versus water is not optimal. And so next up, it actually says that you're supposed to add this whole thing to, to make 16.9 ounces. I added half of it to make 20 ounces. Yeah, because so... you are not you are not a pro Kool-Aid drinker like I'm sure the rest of us are. Oh, oh, you were saying you were saying it's low. So yeah, you, you were saying talking way up over my head yeah i know um, opacity levels man i well i thought that you were talking about how uh clear i mean it was too it's thick. too clear it's no, too clear too clear okay. lack of opacity uh, and so the man who just put on a hoodie because he does not want his face seen by all of our listeners would be the man <laughs> the legend jeffrey johnson hi <laughs> And then, of course, as uh, we have on all but, I believe, one episode, Mr. Christopher Bates. Or no, two episodes. You weren't on last week. I was caught slipping. Actually, I believe you were, uh, what? Uh, he was grading the uh, science fair. Science fair. He was a science fair judge. Science fair. And from what I heard, there was a massive, massive scandal. He took like $300 to give third place. 
to a specific person. You mean he took a bribe? Took yeah, oh, a bribe. $300 bribe. Who took what? Chris, Chris took a bribe. Such a, such a dirty word. Oh, I, would oh, say, I would say it was more like investing in uh, our future. You know, yeah, they were, they were just investing like, in their In future Chris's college. future. They were investing in Chris's future. They're the ones giving him money. And it wasn't even for first place. That's the part I didn't understand. How much would first place be worth? First place, I don't know. He actually gave first place to the person who deserved it. Which oh, is just mind-blowing. Third place to the bribe. And you, from what I understood, they were quite pissed off that they only got third place for 300 bucks. Well, better luck next year. They were figuring, yeah. you know, third place and a night in bed. But it turns out that uh, Chris has some previous problems. <laughs> okay, no. Uh, oh. that That's a little bit too much of an imputing of uh, a person's character there. And so, going from complete and utter libel uh, to, well, actually, no, that's not libel. Libel is written word. That was slander, which ah. is spoken word. I don't believe it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I yeah. already said too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Wow. We just got extra extraneous noises all over the place today. But I do maintain that, that, that it's probably worth... Oh. Sorry. It's probably worth uh, three hundred dollars just to get third place in state. That's something that you can. Oh, it was a state one. Resume. Well, the scholarship potential is huge. I mean, they stand to net. I mean, from the oh, it, was this actually the state one? Were there good projects there? They were outstanding. Okay, so yeah. I mean, who won? Like, I what have, was the project that won? I, I was at the bar. Did they have? The, oh, okay. <laughs> did they have like those robot wars? I thought this was a high school fair. <laughs> they had a bar there. You were at the bar the whole time. You were supposed to be judging. High school science fair. And one. <laughs> I, actually, I actually paid someone to judge it for me. <laughs> okay. So let's let's yeah, actually uh, let's go on to our actual topic. Our our topic this week is uh, is a bit of a throwback to the Saturday before we're recording this, and it has something to do with what? Pie. Okay, you know, that's not what I was going for. I thought we rehearsed this, people. Oh. We have spent the last three and a half hours memorizing the first seven digits of pi. Okay. I mean, it took try. us well, that long. To well, specifically, it, it took Chris that long to figure out, you know, I the seven digits. I can't get three in. Well, <laughs> two you after count the three as point. one of the digits, though, right? Yeah, of course. Point. It's kind of the number. Yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, it's, and, and, you know, it's not even worth it anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to have us. 3.14. Yeah, no, it, thank you, Jeff. Thank <laughs> you, Jeff, ah, for that's, trying. It's good. But I'm was not. You know, seven? I'm, I'm seven. just. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure no, NASA. It's, it's I'm not, pretty sure NASA no. made it to the moon on 3.14. Yeah, they they did, and you know it's it's I think just that's probably all, all the general of, public knows all of this hard work that I put oh, into know, all people. the practice and the choreography. We even had a dance to go with it, and just I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm so depressed now. So instead. I'm gonna ask somebody else to uh, quickly describe what pi is. To eat. Are we all gonna describe what our own description of pi? pi? Yeah, what is pi? Like what it means to us? Individually? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer apple pie myself. Yeah. I had I actually just, Kahlua I just cream pie last night over at Marie Kondo's. Throwing out a couple pieces of pecan pie. I don't like pecan pie. I like throwing pie. it away. <laughs> Wait, are you throwing a pie away? No, 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 no. It's already <sighs> gone. I'm oh, you, too oh, you late. When I, I finally late. finished my pie a couple days ago, but no. The not not the Greek letter, not the food stuff. Except I'm very sad that nobody mentioned, you know, a mincemeat pie. Pie is not necessarily meat. a dessert here, people. That's true. Uh, no, chicken I was hoping, pot pie. I love that. Uh, I, yeah. I was really hoping that somebody would pie. be nice enough to declare that pi is a mathematical constant whose value is the ratio of any circle circumference to its diameter in Euclidean space. 
I mean, is it really that hard? No. What's Euclidean space? When you have space? the internet. <laughs> yeah. 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 What is a Euclidean is space? Like a Star Trek? Oh. I don't want to see Euclidean space. Oh. <laughs> like, like subspace? Keep me away from Euclidean space. Sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm literally going to stab every person in this room today. We could Psycho. we could even we could talk about pi as the limit of the ratio to the uh of the circumference to the radius of a circle on any manifold as the radius goes to zero. But we'd have to talk about what we mean by the axioms of the geometry that we're working in, right? No, I mean on no, any on, manifold. No, on a manifold. This it's, is it's, true. It's on a manifold, and so you're looking at the ratio of the circumference to the radius, but the limit as the radius goes to zero, so that you're getting inside a you know a smaller and smaller epsilon ball, so that you are actually approaching the Euclidean, the Euclidean ratio, nice. which would be. Uh, pi uh, did you know that pi actually has not always been referred to as pi i always assume that since greek what else was yeah time? Oh, yeah what was cake? it cake didn't the greek start <laughs> using <laughs> thank you oh. uh no uh, it was the number is occasionally referred to as the circular constant archimedes constant not to be confused with archimedes number or ludov's number what the hell? Ludov. Okay, Who's according, Ludov? according to the Wikipedia, Ludov is a German mathematician whose efforts to calculate more of its digits became famous. Ludov van uh, Quellen. Something like that. Like How the, many digits like did he the... get? I don't know. Five? Is that six? Why they call the Well, he pie, was... Pie? His... When did he live? Uh, Let's see. He uh, published a 20 decimal value. Uh, and he later got it, it up because... to 35 decimals. And he was publishing this did... around 1600. Oh, so guys... before calculus. Yeah. So that's useful. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it's... that would be quite important. That, I mean, no, it was, yeah. pi was originally used, uh, or at least the first time it was adopted from the Greek word of perimeter. It's, I mean, pi, the mm -hmm. Greek version of the word perimeter started with the letter pi. And so, and, and the circumference of a circle is kind of like the perimeter of a circle, blah, blah, blah. First used by William Jones, 1707, but it was popularized in 1737 by our boy, Leonard Euler. Okay. And, oh, he wrote the one about um, Jack Corner and the pie. Euler. What? He's sticking his thumb in a pie. Uh, no, Leonard Euler was one of the most oh, no, he's a ma famous oh, mathematicians. Euler. Euler, yes. But he Euler. already has a letter. I think it's E, right? Yes. Euler's number. Yeah, he does have the number He coined pi. No, he did not coin pi. He popularized pi. William Jones coined pi. Who William Jones is, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's this dude who's uh, probably named, uh, probably referred to mostly as Billy. Billy, uh, or Billy Jones? Yeah, Billy Bob, probably. Uh, I think his last name was Thornton. Thornton oh, Jones. Yeah. Dude, you ever see the man who wasn't there? That no. was really Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, really? Oh, and Bad Santa. <laughs> you want some sandwich? I had Santa. Santa. That is one of my favorite movies. He was also in Sling Blade. Anyone else that. watch Sling Blade? I should watch more Billy Bob Thornton it's, movies. Yeah, Sorry Sling... about Angelina Jolie. Unless, <laughs> wait, did he leave her? Uh, I, I, left him. Uh, and... I would guess, looking at Billy Bob Thornton, that him. Angelina Jolie yeah, left but him. But he's cool, though. I mean, he's got a maybe well, he's 45. Know. Oh, wait, no, because I know he hung out with Brad Pitt, and so they probably have, like, an Angelina conversation. Uh, well, probably, but I, I still remember uh, going, uh, an interview, a red carpet interview with the two of them, like, oh, yeah, we were just fucking in the limo. Like, what? On the yeah, way over here. He... It's like, well, they were both so strung out back yeah. then. And carrying around each other's blood. 
Were, were they, they drinking each other's blood? Possibly. Yeah. Do you know that's so. what the hell? I, they, I don't know, know anything what, about this. No, oh, she they, kept a vial of his, her brother's blood. Oh with yeah, her. I heard about. No, I, I, I think. Oh, I think that actually that was is kind of oh. a cool idea. I mean, it's gross, but. Kind but of cool. I just I would like to hear that conversation that they had, like. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm sure we all would. So pie. <laughs> wait, wait, in... wait. Let me finish the joke. Okay. All right. What do you call? What do you call a, a girl when you're, um, having sex with a girl on her menstrual cycle, walking down the red carpet? Why oh, did we have to hear Jesus. that? What does this have to do with? Well, you mentioned red carpet. I thought it was, I thought it was oh, red carpet oh, having sure. sex in a limo. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so All as right. long as we're telling jokes, I I came up with another math joke the other day. Uh, that was a math joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, remember the? I mean, we started off the uh, algebra episode with a math joke that I had come up with that bombed. Horribly. So I'm hoping more people will. Yeah, it was worse than that. It didn't even have a noise. I wonder how many of their listeners appreciate yeah. that joke. Oh, I, I do remember. Wait, what was the joke? The field and yeah, the, the ring field and ring. The... We're not going to repeat uh, the whole thing, but I came up with another one. This one about graph theory. Okay. It's a graphic. So why did the graph theorist come home all dirty after a day's work? Oh, wait. Because he... Because he was an oiler. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I mean, I, I get it, but it's not <laughs> I think it deserves at least a chuckle because of how stupid it is. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so we were talking about something here. That's right, we were talking about an irrational number. Uh, or in other words, a number that cannot be represented not... as a as a fraction. I, I'm coming to it. I'll let you announce it, but just give me a second. Yeah, okay, good. Just defining rational numbers. You know, because rational numbers can be written as one integer over another integer. Pi yes. is not a rational number. It is an irrational number. And it is also, but a bump. Oh. Transcendental. Oh. Thank you very much. Or and what does that mean? Uh, algebraic numbers are any number that can be, is the root of a polynomial with rational coefficients. Um, and so that means that there's no, uh, you know, you can't write pi with square roots or anything like that. Um, so pi is not not only can't be written with uh, an integer over an integer, but no amount of square rootage around integers it can get you anywhere. It is like the duckbill platypus of numbers. Well, except there is a huge amount of other irrational transcendental numbers. As a matter of fact, all transcendental family. numbers are obviously irrational. Yes. I mean that's that's quite simple to show. What's the cardinality of the transcendental numbers? In and the really. size of the reals. The cardinality yeah. of the algebraic is countable. Yeah. And they're the complement of the algebraic and the reals. And the reason you're so excited about transcendental numbers is why. Because they're... they're transcendental. I'm, I'm trying to get you to talk about something that you've done. You recently showed something was transcendental. I'm... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, transcendental curves are very different than transcendental numbers. Man, you are numbers. just not able to pick up on anything today. That's why he's on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> What's the bench? Oh, uh, it's this place that we make really Nathan sit. No, I'm not plugging anything. So oh. he's drinking the Kool-Aid today. Yeah. <laughs> he's Bottom always he's always drinking the Kool-Aid. We feed him the Kool-Aid, and he just gulps it right down. Ooh. Okay, so, uh, so... Wait, so... The, the, I do something else if you want. What? No, what? Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, yeah. What's up, Jason? I, I don't know. Jason? Really well, James. Jason. James. 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 Okay, so... So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, Sorry. pi itself. Uh, I mean, what I mean, it's the circumference of a circle is what 
two pi r, right? Mm, two pi. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's. It's. I mean, it's oh, two yeah. pi r is the. I remember that from my yeah, math right. class. The pi times the diameter. Yeah. So I mean, it's two. Yeah. Circumference equals pi d or two pi r, and. Well, the, and specifically, that's true in Euclidean plane geometry. And anyone who wants to know what Euclidean plane geometry is, go read the five axioms and figure it out your damn self. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just figure most people know what Euclidean plane geometry. Think X, Y axis, Cartesian coordinate grid. Circle is uh, R squared equals uh, X minus A quantity squared plus Y minus B quantity squared. Where Even A, B I... is the center of the circle and r is the radius do those five axioms completely determine euclidean geometry or yeah that, other... the, those are the five axioms of euclidean geometry if you take and if you take away the fifth axiom or in other words it's the parallel line axiom right yes yeah if you get rid of that then you uh, can develop hyperbolic and spherical, spherical geometries but we're not talking about geometry we're talking about pi and yay and pi pi i mean there's numerical approximations and people have been doing that for ages Ever yeah that's we grew fingers i mean uh let's see if if you go back uh the ratio of the circumference of diameter or in other words pi blah 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 was known to be slightly more than three that was known to the egyptians babylonian uh indian and greek earliest known approximation was about 1900 bce so a long, long time ago. And there are 25 eighths in Babylonia and 256 eighty firsts in Egypt, both within 1% of the true value of pi. There's an Indian text which gives uh, pi to be uh, 339 divided by 108, which is approximately 3.139. Now the worst approximation that was given uh, back then uh, happens to be in the Hebrew Bible. In the Book <laughs> of Kings, pi equals three. Oh, which, too uh, very, bad, Moses. Which very much explains why instead of nailing people up onto circles, they nailed them onto crosses. I don't get it. Is it because they couldn't figure out circumference yeah. properly? Yeah, but those were the Romans that built the crosses. Uh, it was, yeah, okay. It was a bad joke. On the face. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't doesn't or pie make in the sense eye. Oh. There, there are a lot of great uh, there are a lot of great Jewish mathematicians. Um, no, no. Well, yeah, and it, this was around 600 BC. Interpretation of this passage has been disputed, uh, but really, the first person to uh, come to it in a more rigorous rigorous uh, uh, way of thinking is who. It's not Archimedes. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes. Archimedes came after a whole bunch of Greeks. Like it, was the it first to like estimate pi rigorously. Oh, not, maybe that. Not a good one, but a okay. rigorous. But, a but rigorous I mean, the that. Greeks, the Greeks loved estimating pi. Oh yeah, and yeah. I, I don't doubt that. And as as we've seen, I mean, there's a lot of them that come in very close. I mean, within one percent, it's fantastic. As you said, three point one four got us to the moon. That's true. And, so they could have gotten Kennedy. to the moon. Yeah. The ancient Babylonians could have gotten to the moon. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> the Egyptians had the Stargate. I mean, so they were going oh. to the other galaxies. Uh, but, yeah, that's okay, we, we can talk about Battlestar on this podcast. We are not lowering ourselves to Stargate. The, 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 the... Even if James Spader was in it. And James Spader is awesome. 
the founders of the, the people who b- b- built the Stargates, is. the Stargates were circles. I mean, they had to know pie. You know, the movie was great. I, when was the I, wheel? You, you, were, you were actually a fan of the movie. I the movie was okay. I I found it wanting in several areas, but maybe it was just I wasn't quite old enough to properly appreciate it at the time. I watched it when I was like twelve. And something tells me that if I went back and rewatched it, I'd probably enjoy it a lot more than I did. I was like, this isn't fucking Star Wars. That was mostly what I was thinking while I was watching is this is no Star Wars. I don't think, now that I think back, I don't think that they were trying to do Star Wars. No, I don't though. think so either. Well, what's no, the, they're trying to start what's it. the name of, what's the name of that movie that, that where, where people are always listening for aliens and they finally hear it? Contact. 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 Yeah, I saw that one when I was a kid this year. and hated it. And then I saw it again like two years ago, and it is awesome. I loved it. I loved it when I saw it as a kid. I'm really scared to go back because since then I've read Sagan's book. And I'm not, I don't think that I would appreciate it as much because after reading his book, his book radically different than what actually happens in the movie. And the book was so good. Oh, you're one of yeah, those the book people. Doesn't have Jody you Foster criticize movies for, be diff- for being different. No, no, no. It's I. That's I not. That's is. not a criticism cool. that I tend to weigh in. I mean, I I will compare them, but there are movies that are radically different than the books that I thoroughly love. It's just this one is one of the ones that tries to stay very close and then just makes that one deviation that's annoying. If you want to deviate from the book, if you want to tell a slightly different story, do it the whole way through. Like. Um... Like Lord of the Rings is a fantastic example yeah, of way, that. It, well, yeah. I, I mean, mean because it they the line, it's, it's, it follows the storyline, but it flavor than the book. And it and it changes a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that don't get told, and I, I thought they did that very good. Hitchhiker's very Guide to the Universe. Hitchhiker, oh, yeah. what? The to the what? Oh, to the, to the what? Oh my! Oh! Holy crap! You got to get to the I, galaxy before I, you can I, get to the universe. That's a technical foul. <laughs> oh, dude, you are just ejected from yeah, the game from I, the bench. You didn't even go. get into the game. <laughs> now I'm on the, the bench that's on the sideline of the bench. <laughs> he is showing remorse, though. Yeah, he is showing remorse. Okay, oh, it, it's wow. just a yellow card. so bad. Just a yellow card. One more, you're out. <laughs> but uh, you know how the, the movie is totally is different scarred. than the books? And yeah, and every book like it contradicts all the other books. And well, a radio uh, specifically, show that specifically the books, no. So. The book contradicted the radio show. You have to get the timeline right. First, it was a radio show. Then it was a series of books. Then, well, actually, we're still going to screw up the timeline a little bit here. And then it was a television show. And then a couple of more books came out. And then he released the Omnibus Edition, in which he declared that this is the story of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, superseding all other stories until he does another one. And then he died. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think you should have done crying there. Douglas Adams dying was a very sad thing. Thank but you. just before he and died. So he died. And, and then the movie came out. Yeah. And it's not based off Hitchhiker's Guide. I mean, it, well, it's, well, it's... it's based off of his script that then they let people absolutely butcher, right. destroy, and denigrate beyond all belief. And still made a and funny movie. No, it was. actually had the fecal matter on it. It, it was. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was actually written in fecal matter. Yeah, the it rewrite. Was weird. It was like one of those ink blots, and you pull the fecal matter apart on the page because it was like stuck a, together. Uh, and it was Douglas Adams' face oh, in God. fecal matter. It was terrible. Oh, that that's so sad. I know. What is it you're saying, uh, Nathan? Fecal roar, matter. Roar, oh. roar, roar no, shit. It was. It was <laughs> roar, roar shit. 
<laughs> okay, so either we can continue why? talking about pie, or we can just denigrate into wait, a Watchmen did you do- podcast, no, wait, like every other podcast this week. I haven't seen that yet, because I felt this. Oh, let's not even go into... I haven't seen it either in my film. Yeah, Sorry, Sam. I, I, I read the comic, now I want to see the movie. Yeah, I, I want to go see I it again. See it. I would like to see it again. Okay, so we'll we'll Part all have to make a, a big a big pie party. Uh, where what? we well because we're talking you know, about pie and now we all want to go see Watchmen. Interesting the, fact why would about it pie? be called the Pie Party? Why don't we call it the Watchmen Party? Well, it's, oh, I was gonna pie say Pie Party, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got a question. So no, 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 no more questions. We are going wait, back to pie. Wait, let let no. the man ask a question. I, I, well, actually, it's a it's a pie question. Oh, okay. I don't okay, have a pie observation ahead. to make. Okay, after pie, by all means, pie. I mean, you know, according to the Wikipedia, there are many different ways, different history, uh, historical approximations of it. So I'm wondering, how do they get these approximations? How does one go about approximating pie? Well, we can talk about the first rigorous approximation of pie. I mean, it's it's a good segue into actual content, and that is uh, Archimedes. The way that Archimedes did it, uh, he realized um, that it could be bounded by regular polygons. I mean, because as the like put in, a square around a circle yeah. where it's touching the sides, sides you know. and you know another square inside where each yeah. one is touching, and you can keep on doing this for Ingons up to infinity. Right. Uh, so what then he octagon did octagon inside, and then like nine sides. What uh, what Archimedes did is he used a, a equivalent of ninety six a ninety six gon. So I mean that's a him huge amount of sides on that polygon. He proved that pi is between two hundred twenty three seventy firsts and twenty two sevenths, and it was the first one to take it out to four decimal places. He actually went to three point one four one nine. Ooh, yeah. I mean, hmm. for and he was doing this. Which uh, century was this in? This was five hundred BC. Or no, three hundred uh, in the. Between 287 and 212 BCE. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that that is insanely impressive. He definitely, I mean, he could have gotten to Mars with that. Yeah. Probably not Jupiter, but Mars, I think, is within <laughs> 3.1419. So, so yeah. It's so good, when we finally get to Mars, what in. we're actually gonna find is a bunch of uh, guys Ancient in togas, Greeks, yeah, <laughs> eating I, grapes and whatnot. <laughs> Nathan mentioned earlier that, that I mean, you mentioned that pi is not an algebraic number, but it seems like we're using right. nothing but algebraic techniques to get closer and closer to it. Yeah, because there's not many non-algebraic techniques, and there's exponential but, techniques, I guess. But no matter how far you get, you don't get any closer to it because it never ends. No, you get closer. Yeah, I mean, your your air bound gets better and better and better. Yeah, but once you're in outer space, there's really nowhere else you can go. <sighs> okay, you know so you know around around like 265 you think, you think you're AD. You're getting far, but you're really not getting anywhere. Well, around well, 265 you know AD. You know what I mean. Uh, there's a mathematician named uh, Louis. Mister Pi. Louis. Okay, I can't. A Frenchman. Wow. No. 265. L i u h u i. Anybody else? Luigi. Wait, what was it? H U I. Sounds H U I. Louis Hui. 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 Louis 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 Louis
Oh, hey. Uh, Well, he provided a simple and rigorous iterative algorithm to calculate pi to any degree of accuracy. Okay. So in 265 AD, if they would have had computers, they literally would have been able to go to any degree of accuracy with pi. Well, Archimedes essentially had that with his polygons. Yeah. Uh, but um, this, I mean, this is an algorithm. I mean, this could have actually been just programmed into a computer. Just straight up, without any like problems. A, maybe a little step reckoner or something? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, callback! Like, we don't need any of those. He himself carried the calculation. This was an algorithm for the Ingon scenario, apparently. Oh, okay. To, uh, 300, Ingon, 372 gone uh, to 3.1416. So we're getting better and better. Uh, and then it took about a couple hundred years to there was a couple of saber tooth and tigers. he invented yeah. uh he invented a quicker method of calculating pi and then it was uh zhu shangzi around 480 is that from who I, got i imagine who got he is to... from italy no he is <laughs> actually spanish oh it's another it's it's another person from china thank you from and by spanish I'm... i mean spaniard uh Okay, so skipping past, like he got it to uh, between 3.145926 and 3.145927. That's so cool that, like, I don't know. I think I'd be cool, like, if I discovered a number, like... Boom, I think I'm you're you're forgetting a one. It's 3.141. One, yeah, 3.141526 yeah, and 3.1415927. Yeah. Okay, that's... That's that's the number of digits I know off the top of my head. Yeah. So he got all of them. Yeah, and... That's that is. I mean. Well, and it's really hard to get the next digit because the next digit's a five, I think. So it would be really hard to determine whether it's a six or a seven. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And then, uh, up until the second millennium, pi was known to fewer than ten decimal digits, and it was in uh, fourteen hundred that uh, looks like somebody from Middle Ages, India, um, Madhava of. Sanga Magarama. I'm not joking. S A N G A M A G R A M A. Point one four one five. Uh, oh, he he found the first known such series. Pi over four equals one, minus a third, plus a fifth, minus a seventh, plus known on. It's now known as the Madhava Leibniz series or the Gregory Leibniz series. Once again, okay. Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. Um, the rate of convergence is too slow to calculate many digits in practice. It, it's just not a quickly uh, going in. But uh, Madhava was able to calculate pi to 3.14159265359. So correct to 11 decimal places. How does... does how does... Dudes isn't a word yet. No, no, it's I'm, not. Yeah. It is yeah. Yeah. It is not. Some and that's what I'm going to go Yeah, that's everybody. <laughs> that my, yep. Um... How does one know they have the correct number when calculating the next level of pi? How do you go, okay, this is it. This is actually the number. You bound. Uh, you, you prove that pi is greater than this number and less than this oh, number yeah. and show that it's accurate to the first 15 decimals. Yeah, so you find you find the bound. You find, you find a number too big and a that number That doesn't too small. change until the 16th decimal place. Yeah. A bound that has the same two yeah. bounds, the upper and a lower, that have the same two to the so 15. So you find them in increments? Different in 16. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, most convergent series, it's easy to get an error bound as well. I mean, especially if you used calculus to do it, but which they didn't in this year. But that was a telescoping series that he talked about. So yeah, it is. So um, you can, 
I mean, it's not. It's an alternating series. Sorry. So you can easily get an error bound by just looking at two. Yeah. And then there was a Persian mathematician who did de who determined sixteen decimals, and then uh, it was Ludov, the guy we were talking before, was oh, the right. next the next European who really contributed to it. And he was a drunkard with a red nose. Well, no, he was one of the final. He was like <laughs> right? the, uh, Rudolph's uh, evil twin brother or something, yeah. you know. He worked for a. Ludolf the red-nosed drunkard <laughs> mathematician. <laughs> Reindeer right. in his spare time, you know. Uh, around. No, I think it was Rudolph the red-nosed Adler. It was Rudolph the red-nosed Adler. Instead of reindeer. Uh, I'm. It... That's all I'm saying for today. <laughs> Uh, it looks like I mean there's there's a bunch of mathematicians now we're getting we're getting more and more accurate and then really the uh, the thing that really changes it the thing that truly makes a difference in calculating the number of pi numbers of pi uh, can anybody guess what it is? James what what do you think really will make the true difference in going out there the uh, step reckoner <laughs> the abacus wait the abacus. Well, okay, it's either it's either going to be a the step reckoner or or some equivalent type of computer, you know. Exactly. Some, some no, it, it's or just or B it's, calculus. It's just computers. computers. Probably oh. computers in general. Or or the birth of Ramanujan. <laughs> yes. Yes. The birth of what? Is that the Ramanujan. correct pronunciation of the name? Ramanujan, the mathematician. Ramanujan. 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 I thought this was some sort of weird uh, cooking ramen with other yeah, styles. Yeah, I Because I mean, I was thinking like, is this a is ramen. this like a ramen fusion type scenario oh, here? Yeah. Ramanujan sounds ramen like a really fusion. bad. Uh, okay, Ramanujan. 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 The invention of computers, which would be the birth of Alan Turing. Or the birth of. Well, I mean, it's Leibniz, just Leibniz did calculus. I like how there's like. Ten thousand years of silence, and then there's the birth of Ravana John. He was born on March thirteenth, or the March thirteenth, you know. really? which was oh, right by. Oh, <laughs> he was born crying pie. You know, come on, Ramana John. Ramana John was known for his work with pie? infinity. Why? But the series, he he could bust out a series like he was doing freestyle, and oh, it would converge to pie. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Ramana John is. I mean, okay. Yeah, here's here's Ramana John. He found many new formulas for pi, some remarkable for their elegance and mathematical depth. Uh, two of his most famous series are these enormous things with factorials and exponentials. Yeah, all over your face. You get three decimals of pi <laughs> per... I don't know what you call it. Per, it, oh, between the different... Per term, uh... per term added. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you go to like 30 terms, then you have 90 digits of pi. Okay. Um, and, and so, I mean... Creating series is important in the computer age because computers don't mind series. They don't mind. It's not an issue at all. You give you give a series to a computer, the computer is going to be like, oh, okay. I don't mind. I'll just keep running this forever. Yeah, as Jeff says, I don't mind. No. What are you doing? You mind taking the series? No, I don't mind. <laughs> and and Great, so computer. Um, the in uh, in what 1949. Uh, after World War Someone, II. Yeah, right after, not too far after World War II. World War II, as I believe we've mentioned on previous podcasts, really, <laughs> one, it happened. It did happen. But it no, did. It was like it, a big explosion afterwards of mathematics. Of, of computers more that's than like, anything else. I, I mean, it, yeah, that's because true. it really pushed forward the development. I mean, digital computers didn't exist until right after World War II. And arguably one of the first ones, a lot of times it's given the title of the first one, is the ENIAC. 
and someone who we will have to talk about on later episodes because he's a fascinating character is John von Neumann. And he used the ENIAC in 49 to compute the first 2037 digits of pi. And we're going, I mean, 600 years earlier, we have 11. And then now we have 2037 in 1949. That's so much more than you could ever need. How far far are we at now? I mean, if we look at at the level of precision. Uh, Well, I mean, in the 80s, we were, had the first, in in the end of the 80s, we had the first one over a billion. And uh, (laughs) as of... Wow, we actually have a scheme right now that 25 iterations will give us 45 million correct decimals. Talk about elegance right there. I think the precision, I mean, the level of precision that we, that we, that I guess the, the current the record, record is so a trillion. Far. One trillion, two hundred forty-one billion, one hundred million. Go, Chris. What in my Sorry, hell? Chris. Okay, keep going, Chris. Well, I guess, I mean, looking at, looking at modern particle physics experiments, I mean, we're talking about, you know, measuring the mass of particles or whatever. But the point is that the, the sensitivity of, of physics to the, uh, for instance, the charge of an electron or to the mass of a, of a proton or whatever is, is, is far, I mean, it, it's a huge amount of precision such that if, 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 if the mass of an electron were different by, you know, one part in, say, a trillion, um, or I'm sorry, one part in 10 to the trillion even, then the, the physics of the universe might be drastically different. I don't know about that. One part in 10 to the trillion? The, like, because if the number the number of of electrons in the universe is, is like 10 to the 80-something or whatever... So if it's different by one and ten to the trillion, then then you sum up the total error from all the electrons, and you you're off by one over ten to the trillion minus eighty four or something. You've also got the virtual electrons. <laughs> okay, yeah. so now that now that we've discussed a lot of the history of pi, uh, and apparently a couple things that you know pi can actually help with, and and we do use pi all the time in a in various applied mathematics and filling fields. my belly. And I'm sure, do we do we use it in stats at all, James? Pi? Yeah. Uh, not that I know of. Okay. He you can not. do statistical, <laughs> you can do statistical um, things to approximate sorry, pi. I asked. Actually, you can actually do... Like, you a, can flip coins to approximate pi. Oh, okay. Um, which is pretty cool. It, can, it appears in the PDF in a normal distribution, but... Oh, okay. Um, the stats use pie well, those charts. Are, that's not very important, though, is it? I mean, normal stats does use pie charts. Jeff has a fantastic point there. Pie so, charts. Yeah, pie charts. Pie charts. Pie charts. Yeah. And and that's so true. this this is kind yeah. of what we're gonna be talking no, about. It does uh, appear in the pie, PDF for the normal. That's that's unbelievably important. A pie. I mean, as I said, gets used in mathematics, uh, mostly uh, mostly in applied or you know architectural engineering things like that. In complex, it shows up constantly all over the place. But really what I'm now interested in has nothing to do with that. Let's just talk about, I mean, one, as I said, last Friday, the Friday or the Saturday before we record this last Saturday was uh, March 14th, now officially recognized by the United States Congress last as people ever to recognize anything. Pi Day. We really? are now, it was now officially Pi Day. USC. It's also Steak and Blowjob Day. Mistaken, but whoa, really? That I didn't believe is it. That, is that is, is that, that a real well, thing? It's not a real, it's not that one's well, not going to mean? be passed by. What do you Congress. mean? It's not a national mistaken. holiday, no, but it's, it's <laughs> exactly mis- one month after uh Valentine's Day. What's so it's our turn. Blow job day. 
Well, it happens one month it's after Valentine's Day. Oh, I thought so. it was like, no, what's no. going on? Oh my gosh, is this turning into a blowjob? Well, this, or in the blowjob, <laughs> no, 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 it's like, this it's is a mistake. Steak. Steak. Like, what are you like, doing? Like a juicy beef steak. A beef steak and a blowjob. Does it have to be a beef steak? I think, uh, I think okay. that that well, is, what, it doesn't that is, a beef steak. that is pigeonholing what a steak can be. Soy steak? Why not? I'm not. I mean, other than the fact that it tastes no bad. <laughs> What? <laughs> soy That's funny. Steak? Yeah, soy steak. Ew. So Ew. the United States Congress like, said Pie Day is. Wait, it's not a national holiday. It's a nationally recognized day. Uh, There's a difference like there. Yeah, you can't have yeah the day off. Because yeah, is that a national? Yeah. Well, no, I That's think that might actually be a national. No, wonder, it's, we don't it's, get the it's day not off, a bank we, holiday. We just take the day off. Guys, guys, sorry. We are all talking at the same time. Just keep doing it. Um, and so, I mean, it's an actually recognized day. So that's somewhere where pie has come out into, you know, the public domain. And I know Jeff has something in in oh. pop culture that he wants to talk about and that has something to do with pie. Well, before all that, I have other things to say. Um, <laughs> well, no, I was thinking. This has like, now become the Jeff show. No, it's not. But first of all, like, you know how St. Patrick's Day has become like, you know, all the beer companies like have like, you know, stake in it now. But like Marie Calendar's another famous pie uh, I would imagine involved with. I went to Marie Callender's on pie. Day, I know. I, I saw your. And pies. there was nothing. No they, pie. There was nothing. No, they had pie. Uh -oh. They had pie, but <laughs> but they had maybe. no. They had no deal for pie day. No like. <laughs> no signs up I that say happy pie day or anything like that. It was just. It was just empty. I, I had to pay full price for pie. I was very. Did you tell them? Do you know what it is? Did you did you inform them that it was Pie Day? I did tell them oh. it's Pie Day. I came in and I was and they were like, "Hi, what can I do for you?" And I was like, "It's Pie Day. I need some pies." And they're like, "Ha ha ha ha!" I don't even know if they knew what Pie Day was. They're just like, probably not. They thought like, I just apparently meant, it's, it's, it's day. my day to eat pie, and so I called. <laughs> well, it pie of course, day. but no, but like when I'm pies quirky. were quirky, <laughs> when pie was originally um, went made into a food, like they're like, "What should we call this thing?" And they're like, "Well, let's call it pie." And oh, it might be then, named then, pie because... because of, no, because of that. And then they were like, well, then people are going to get confused. And they go, well, it's edible. Let's put an E on the end of it. So it's pie. <laughs> That's it. Okay, is so that, the, is... the pop culture pie reference that... It's a legit explanation. ...that you wanted That's... to talk about. Oh, yeah, there's a movie. Called Pie, directed by... Well, is, yeah, that, yeah. is that what you want to talk about? Y yes. Yeah. Go, uh, talk uh, about another it. Another um, example of a Jewish mathematician. Except that one was fake and he drilled a hole in his own skull. Spoiler but... alert! But he did. Oh, he, he did no pi to more di to more digits than uh, was he, than. Was he a Jewish mathematician? Really? Oh, he was. He was Jewish and he, he was, was a mathematician. He was very that's Jewish. Right. Very, that's, I haven't seen that I mean, for years. The Jewishness plays a major role in the. Uh, no, that's true. That's true. Well. Yes. Okay, so but, um, just so talk about. It. I mean, oh, it's it's, it's a, a fantastic movie. movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. That's all I was gonna say. It's a really good movie. Mm -hmm. um, another really good movie by Darren Aronofsky is the following, which I'm more familiar with than pi. Is the what following? Following, it's before. I think it's before. No, the only pie. one he did before Pi was Supermarket Spree. Well, maybe it's after Pi. Then following? he did Requiem. I'm going to throw this I don't, out there. I don't. I think he did Following. I have never I'm, heard I'm of. That's really good. I have it on there. DVD. I don't. I don't want to be judged it too be... harshly, but I don't like his movies. Really? They why not? Give me a headache when he does the the mounted camera on people and the camera spins around. I get dizzy and I get a headache. Um, I, and that, I can and understand they're just, that. They're just so awful Marcus every time. I mean, you, you know, like I understand that they're powerful, powerful movies, but but I don't enjoy watching them. I know you're probably not even supposed to. You're just supposed to. Oh, I I thoroughly enjoy watching, watching him. His yeah. visual style is so fantastic. I ju I can just sit there, turn off 
anything that's happening and just watch it. Requiem was incredible. Yeah. Was no, it was an un, it was a phenomenal movie. Still gave me a headache, and I don't want to like watch it m- multiple times. I mean, I'll, I'll probably see it. Well, again it's eventually. I I I can understand not necessarily wanting to watch it multiple times because it's yeah. kind of hard to watch. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what no I no. It's it's not hard to watch because of his visual style. It's hard to watch just because oh my god, I feel horrible from the emotional yeah, trauma yeah, right. that thing puts right. you through. Ass to ass. Yeah. I still haven't seen the whole thing. It's no, he did nothing called the following: supermarket sweet fortune follow- cookie, maybe, oh, that, protozoa oh, no, that's pie. Chris- that's sorry, that's by Christopher Nolan. Oh, okay, yeah, completely different guy. Christopher Nolan, he does Batman now, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, he used to be so good with following. Now he does this. I did. It's Batman I movies are amazing. I don't like the Dark Knight. Okay. It's the second I'm not highest to say grossing like a... film of all time. So yeah, but we'll see it movies. doesn't. That does not. That well, doesn't. Not, that doesn't make I'm it a, good. I didn't mean that as an affront. I was just saying. Yeah. But oh, it yeah. makes it effective. Just entertainment value. No, I, I really enjoyed the Dark Knight. I loved Batman Begins. I think I, I actually like Batman enjoyed Begins. Batman Begins like Batman more than the Dark than the Dark Knight. I enjoyed it much well, more. When they say something's the highest grossing, I mean, I'm sure they make a, an adjustment in, for in, inflation. In, inflation? Yeah. No, 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 no. they do it per capita? Do they no, do it per capita? The, the, because uh, Snow White actually they do both. $20. They do both. They actually don't they don't like to do um, adjust for inflation because they want these records to be broken a lot so that they have bragging Well, rights. yeah, but they, they do have they do have the adjusted one. In the adjusted one, Gone with the Wind is number one. More than Titanic still? Oh, significantly. Okay. No, it, in the uh, inflation adjusted. Are, are, what about I'm talking capital, about in though? box office? Yeah. Just in box, box office, office. Titanic box office. has over a billion dollars. Are you do worldwide okay, or point, US. two billion or something like that? Uh, Dark Knight only had like six hundred million or something. I don't. I can't remember. Sorry. Okay, just saying. I mean, I I will I will bring it up. Adjusted for ticket inflation. Gone with the wind. Number one. One point four five billion. Number two. Star Wars. Let's just name off the top ten. Star Wars four. Uh, no, this. Episode Star Wars four. Yeah. yeah, the the original. A New Hope. That's yeah, I, yeah, the the, the original, Star Wars. Okay. The world's first. One. Rings. Okay, number one is Gone <laughs> with the Wind. Number two, Star Wars Episode four, A New Hope. Number three, Sound of Music. Number four, E. T. Sound of Music. Number five, oh, Sound of music Ten Commandments. E. Number six, Jeez. Titanic. Crap. Seven is Jaws. Eight Crap. is Doctor Zhivago. There's not. Exorcist is nine, and yeah. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs oh, is ten. That's a good movie. Uh, but I Where's don't know. Where's Bad Santa? That's a pretty solid list. This was this was ingested bef- uh, 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 compiled before The Dark Knight, so The Dark Knight oh. will pop into the top ten, probably at like number seven or so. See a Snow White. Yeah, well, it'll still be below Titanic, I think. Yeah, it'll be below Titanic. No, uh, no, it's 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 well below Titanic. Like, it's still under the water. I okay. think it's I think it's got less than half of Titanic if you adjust for inflation. I don't know. I'm it, not sure about that. I made that up. Well, anyway, yeah, of okay, course back, you did. Back uh, to pie. Well, you're no, no. Need a pie chart to figure this out. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. It, the Dark Knight would be wouldn't pop into the top yeah, ten. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Okay, so sweet. yes, pie chart is another thing. Uh, one thing that it really interests me about pie are uh, savants and pie. There are savants that have pie memorized. Beyond my comprehension of the ability to memorize. Can they sing the whole song? Well, no, nobody can sing the whole song. (laughs) The whole song is impossible to sing because it's 3.14. It's literally the song that doesn't end and doesn't loop. It's an irrational number. It's an irrational song. Yeah, it's an irrational song. It's an irrational (laughs) song. What a horrible, horrible joke. 
probably better than any that I've told today. I, oh, I didn't mean it as a joke. I just started... Oh, oh that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we're, we're, coming up, we're coming up on the end here. Uh, and before I plug our website, which is combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com, and our email the plug the plug. is combinationsandpermutations at gmail.com. Before I plug either of those things, anyone have any closing comments on Pi? James? James Lee, what um, James, has Pi meant to you? I just remember back in junior high, I remember using 22 over 7 as an really? approximation to Pi. Our teachers would say, I mean, it's Instead very of close. Using a calculator, yeah. you know, just use twenty-two over seven. So it's interesting that um, Archimedes, Archimedes. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was probably that was probably to get you to practice fractions more. But no, I mean, it's I mean, it does help not using a calculator. I mean, it's yeah. easier than doing yeah. you know than multiplying out three point one four one. Well, I've I had twenty-two over seven is three point one four something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I well, I've had I've had teachers say use three to simplify calculation. Oh, oh, yeah. Before before we talk about anything else, um, before before we close this out, there are a couple of things. I think it was sometime recently the Illinois State Legislature tried to legislate that pi equals three. What the hell? And well, you know what goes on in Illinois. And yeah, Blagojevich is what goes on in Illinois. But but back in 1897, Obama's right. There is uh, no. yeah, but you're good with the bad. Uh, back in 1897 in Indiana. There was a, a a law that was that was going up for vote that was going to declare by law in the state of Indiana that pi was approximately three point two, and that's, that's... you could square the circle. They were going to declare by <laughs> law that you could square the circle using only a compass and a straight edge. That's like saying dinosaurs are still alive. Uh, that's point... worse. That's, that's like even... saying that's like saying the but, fucking I mean, it's like contradicting. Factual oh yeah, it's like saying the world is flat because I mean, saying dinosaurs are still alive, you can kind of argue well, yeah, that because there's areas of the well areas of the world that we've never been to, blah blah blah. Certain reptiles. but there are how proofs. can there be areas of the, I mean underwater? But well, underwater, there... but there are areas like in the Congo that humans have never, it, modern humans that have never set so foot weird. on. It is it is incredibly weird and quite amazing. People are so angry. At I want to go. Uh, yeah, like I, I really want to go to those places. But I mean, so no, you can see those weird people with the red paint. But it's on like them. it's like flat. No, it's like saying the Earth is flat. There. They they probably stop by there. Okay, once or twice. So yeah, uh, people have tried poop. to let legislate plot pie and uh, legislate. Uh, people always try to legislate. Pie. Okay, so Jeff, what what does pie mean to you? Uh, the number, or pie? Just the word pie? Well, the pie that you're meaning, um, honestly, hasn't really meant a whole lot to me because I'm not a math major. But I respect it very much, and I'm kind of fascinated by it. And maybe after listening today and participating, I'm going to look it up more. Okay. But as for actual pie, I love it so much. <laughs> There's, like, no limit. <laughs> like, how pie the number never ends. That is, like, my love, my everything. And oh, yet, pie. when I offered you pie, great. you did I not couldn't... find some way across town. I have a bike now. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, you so, get it from the downstairs neighbor? Yeah. Okay, cool. There's this awesome downstairs neighbor people. Oh, yeah. Everyone should know their neighbors around them because you never know when you're going to need an extra happy hand. And honestly, not to get off the subject, yeah. but if people spoke to their neighbors more, maybe, you know, there won't be so many, like, just lonely people driving the cars by themselves because that really pisses me off when I just see a line of cars with one person in each. There should be mandatory neighborhood, either neighborhood carpool or, like, work-oriented carpool. 
yeah. a lot of a lot and then of you wouldn't uh, be having all those corporations weird... do mandate mandate carpool mandate that's mandatory. okay so chris that's awesome i have an idea of what this answer might be because i know what you've Wait. been listening to for the last week straight let's let's let him say his answer and let's hear your answer then to hear if yours no 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 i'm saying what his i'm pretty sure i know what his is going to be i'm not going to say what it is what does pi mean to you pi means that uh i can hopefully find a synthesizer that can sing the digits of pi forever and ever (laughs) (laughs) and uh nobody cares what pi means to nathan and so i'm going to uh plug because he's on the bench he's been cautioned too he's he's on the bench what is the bench the bench it's you know where you put people who aren't starting well why why can't he say what he thinks i don't understand what's going on <laughs> i think nathan has some some, some support in this room wait, <laughs> you know wait, i think is this, this is the legal, first is this time a, is this, anybody has stood up for him when i've been making fun le- of him too is this a legal matter i don't understand what's going on <laughs> What's a bench? Uh, okay, okay. Like well, well, okay. Chair? Are you talking about Nathan? Chair? Nathan, what does it mean to you since Jeff won't let me go without you? You know, you. keep it within time limits. But what does it mean? Okay. I heart pie. Okay. Thank you. Oh, and and pie to me for some odd reason means my old roommate. And so visit our blog at http colon slash slash combinations and permutations dot blogspot dot com and please email us oh and thank you to everybody who's been leaving comments on the blog we love it leave more please Please. and leave us suggestions we are always open to suggestions we got one that we'll be doing pretty soon and if you don't want to leave a comment you don't want it to be all public email us at combinations and permutations at gmail.com Please email us, even if it is to say that we're horrible and we should stop doing this. And tell your friends about it, too. Oh, yeah. And please, I'll... please tell your friends. Leave comments on other people's uh, math blogs. Uh, on our, <laughs> on people's blogs in general. I don't, so yeah. I don't know if I blogs. trust people to... Just, just, just tell... If you like us, tell people about us. If you Let don't us get like out us, there. You stay quiet. No, no. If you don't like us, tell, them tell people you don't like Talk us. Talk about because it in cafes. Anything, Start a revolution. Anything, any talking about you on the internet is one more person who's going to see that and go to the website. Just so everyone knows, none of us are wearing much. Talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about how talk we about all podcast naked. Yeah. Well, it's well, Las Vegas. It's getting a little it's hot. It's really getting hot. So, uh, oh, it's I fantastic out right now. Room because the room's getting hot. It's, it's, you know, for once, I think it's actually warmer outside than it is in this room, and I'm so happy about that. So thank you all for listening. I thank hope, you. once again, since I haven't wished anybody this in a long time, that you have a mathorific week. Well, that's it for another episode of Combinations and Permutations. If you want to get a hold of us, please email us at combinationsandpermutations at gmail.com. Also, check out our blog at combinationsandpermutations.blogspot.com. This episode has been licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. All the music that you've heard on this podcast is from SP12. If you like what you hear, go check them out at opsound.org. Thank you for listening.